0: Hello and uh, welcome to the delicious recipe here on uh, UPRN. It's uh, Thursday night again, and uh, I have a a wonderful author, author, uh, Tom Riley, that's coming on here. There, uh, and he's—you can see him in the background. I got uh, Hey You in the background watching the ones and twos, and. out of this part, there is that if you're watching live and w- or want to watch live, you can go onto YouTube and it's on uh, UFO gods and extraterrestrials. That's one of the UPRN sites, and the other one is uh, UFO Paranormal Radio. UFO Paranormal Radio. It's done twice. You can follow on uh, my uh, Facebook page, uh, Dellesi, and it's uh, the delicious recipe that's also on there. And we see uh, we have Michelle Williams there that is uh, popped in off of Facebook and if you have a question and stuff like that as we're going through this and uh because we're on Streamyard here in and off of the other platforms there you can write in a question and if it shows up here i i will uh give you a shout just like i did to michelle williams and um uh, other parts about that is uh you can be listening live uh audio wise on all the other platforms iheart icloud soundcloud speak spreaker all the all the whole bunch of them we're everywhere that uh podcasts are played and that's through uprn so i would like to uh welcome uh tom riley hello there tom hey dale
1: how are you doing how, what's the crack as we say in ireland
0: <laughs> doing great and uh tom's written a book and uh it's about uh the protector or aka old ironsides uh oliver cromwell and uh a very influential, uh, character in history that dealt with the monarchy uh he was a puritan against the roman catholic church uh, if i get that right there and uh he came from a humble beginnings a farmer that rose to power a person that almost became king i guess king in name i guess you, you would say uh but never was uh never got anything castle now we go into that uh Beheading of Charles the First, and uh, he was uh, dug up afterwards and beheaded by the monarchy afterwards, I guess in, in spite. But uh, that—that's just the the short banter part of it there. But there's more stuff to go into. So, Tom, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you've done very well there. You've been obviously doing your homework, Dale, because that's lovely, succinct. A description of of what who Oliver Cromwell was. <laughs> yeah, homework, yeah. sorry, I just oh I got that one on
0: there. Okay, so yeah, let's let's uh, go with your book, The Protector. What let's let's just sort of basically yeah. go through that part there first about what that is, and then we can explain
1: who Oliver Cromwell was. Sure. Yeah. Well, this is my fourth attempt at uh, uh, a book on on Cromwell. It's my fourth book on him. It's my first novel. This is a novel as it happens um and it's 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 my attempt to uh right a wrong to correct a miscarriage of uh, justice uh and what i consider to be a conspiracy that's something that we'll talk about in a few minutes yeah i hope um but yeah oliver cromwell was uh and is still um a monster in this country uh he is uh you know if you say the word hitler it's the same as saying the word cromwell He's uh, well-known to be a genocidal maniac, um, to have slaughtered um, innocent men, women, and children. In Ireland, um, civilians, much like Putin is doing today, uh, at least these are the allegations that have been leveled against Oliver Cromwell. He existed in the 1600s. Uh, he came to prominence, as you correctly say, he came out of nowhere. Um, the, there was a very complicated political and military situation in, in England around then. Um, he was a gentleman farmer up to the age of 43, hadn't done anything significant whatsoever. And then when the King, who was Charles I, fell out with his parliament, um, Cromwell found himself as a parliamentarian officer in opposition to the King. He was uh, a gifted general, as it turns out. He had no previous experience whatsoever of military engagement. Um, but every battle that he went into he seemed to win Uh, Mm -hmm. and even if there was a draw he he was taking credit anyway Um, and uh, he was convinced that god was on his side uh, as was the king of course Um, but god seemed to be uh, inexorably on Cromwell's side so every battle he won uh, and it all sort of uh, culminated when the king was captured he was to put on trial for um, treason against his own uh, countrymen and um, while Cromwell wasn't the um, the most prominent instigator of this the king lost his head they chopped his head off in 1649 and then um, they ruled uh, with Parliament uh, of which he was only a, a really minor member uh, and then they had to focus on Ireland, uh, I was reading the other day, actually, that, um, you know, I mean, Ireland, we're, we're, the geography is we're very close to England, we're their nearest neighbours, and uh, in the United Nations, I think there are something like 192 countries, and uh, England or Great Britain have invaded 170 of them, so just to give you an idea of, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's the, the legacy, so we yeah. were very high up on the list, um, and, you know, we we had been taken over by them from 1169 actually uh, so they had been in occupation in ireland for a long time so when this um, parliamentarian army decided to fight against the king it's a civil war yeah. and the expression that we use here all the time is um, this is england's difficulty and it's ireland's opportunity so we try and rebel during yeah. that time just to give them something else to focus on uh, and um, so he, as as the winner of the war against the king, they now had to focus on Ireland. So um, Cromwell came to Ireland in 1649. Uh, he spent nine months here and he was the first English commander who actually succeeded in taking the whole country up to that um, okay. point. There were pockets of Ireland taken by the English. Um, you know the expression beyond the pale? Yeah, yeah. Well that comes from the pale in Ireland, believe it or not, where the English settlement was and beyond the pale was where the Irish were. So that's um that's where actually that comes from. We, we we live in the pale. I'm actually sitting right now in part of the pale. <laughs>
0: That's that's right. is that its explain explained to people out there is that uh, I'm here in Canada and Tom is in uh, Ireland so uh, we're, we're doing this across the pond that's another exactly. word for the for that now, uh, mm. now a part about this is that uh, for Cromwell uh, I just uh, if maybe I the part that I'm looking at and you're, you're you're gonna go and correct me on this if this is right <laughs> he was he he was he was fighting against uh taxation the the monarchy bringing roman catholics into the into uh, i guess scotland ireland and that and basically changing the people and that's where the i guess the the revolt sort of was coming back from that it wasn't like with the taxation and this uh, we'll explain the rump a little bit later of what that is
1: but, yeah uh, sure yeah i i'm i'm actually not going to correct you Dale, because you're absolutely bang on that's exactly what it was right um, it, if, sorry go ahead
0: and, and the other part that I find this very interesting is that uh, people always associate leprechauns from uh, Ireland and stuff like that. But uh, stuff that I've been reading about in history and really subversive history in that is that that was part of the British monarchy to belittle the Irish people, even though they were tall, red, tall and big and strong. They would call them that they were short, stocky, little, uh, little people. And uh, uh, so that that the that news went out there and everybody would think, okay, well, leprechauns, that's uh, Irish people, very weak, small and drinkers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For hundreds of years, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's where we get the inferiority complex. And it's 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 not, um, you know, easy uh, (laughs) living next door to such a country who wants to dominate the world. They used to say that the sun never set on the British Empire because they always had occupancy in some part of the world where the sun was actually shining, you know? Um, so but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Those are the things he, he, he believed he, he was very much against injustices. So when Charles the first took over in 1625, Cromwell was only 26 at that stage. Um, mm-hmm. but Charles was a bit of a tyrant um he imposed unfair taxes and when people wouldn't pay he had their faces branded or their ears cut off um, oh wow yeah there were lots of people in prison because you know he invented taxes uh, he was at war with different countries and he wanted to um you know uh, he was always trying to generate finance uh it was parliament would be called at his behest and they weren't there all the time Cromwell became an mp and there was an 11 year period where he never even called parliament at all and then when he needed money. He, he called parliament. Um, and of course, when he married a Catholic um, queen, if you like, she was a Queen Henrietta Maria of France. Um, in Ireland these days, it's very difficult to look back at this period and judge it with 21st century eyes because right. Catholicism means so many different things today.
0: Oh, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, if, if you consider, so Cromwell's getting a, an education um, in the middle middle of the 17th century, so what he hears, and it's absolutely the case, is that throughout history, popes who represent Catholicism Christianity gave orders to their underlings to go out and massacre mm-hmm. men, men, women, and children in the Crusades, in in the Cathars in France who who wouldn't conform to Christianity. It wasn't a case if they wanted to try and convince them and convert them; they killed them. Yeah. And this is what Cromwell would have been, you know, would have learned at school. So to him, he, his religion was very different. He was he became what's known as a Puritan. So that's mm-hmm. a pure, you know, your relationship with God directly was what he believed was significant. Right. Catholics had. Um, priests, bishops, archbishops, cardinals, a pope—do so. There's a hierarchy to get up there, and you know, as far as he was concerned, to to God. Up, uh, you know, this is yeah. a man-made, organized religion, and really nothing to do uh, with with the reality. And he firmly believed that, um, and it was the case that Catholicism in those days was a a, a political movement essentially, mm-hmm. and and a very nasty one. So it's very difficult. I mean, Ireland is, is, has been for a long time primarily Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born a Catholic. And I'm no longer one. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's difficult to get across that point where it was a cesspit of depravity back in right. the day. Well, um, well I,
0: I, Ireland is, is, is split, right? There is sort of like a north and south, or like you got the IRA at one part, and then you have the other, I guess, whatever the south. I'm not sure it's east or west. I'm not sure if you can explain that, whatever. But yeah, it's no, very, yeah. very, very, very split. And, and the thing that's funny is that you guys occupy the all the same island there, right? You got Scotland, Ireland, Wales. Uh, you got Britain that's there. I, I think. That's yeah. Not
1: the, well, we're not, we're not all on the same island. <laughs> okay. Just... Yeah, that's okay. So so you've got Ireland, uh, which is just the north and the south. Uh, we're yeah. the re- Republic of Ireland. Yeah. And then there's the north of Ireland, which is in the UK. Okay. We're not in the UK. And there are lots of men who fought for our freedom. And eventually we did become free of England and we have our own government and we're not um, in any way involved with England now. Um, other than just watching the show because it's always fun looking <laughs> <laughs> mm. at what happens there. Um, so yeah, we're we're, we're, we're very different. Um, but that's, you know, that came from a, a, a rising that actually did succeed. So when, when Cromwell was, um, if you like, he came to some sort of power after they won the English Civil, and there were a few Civil Wars at that stage. You know, there was one where when the king was captured they tried to negotiate with him and he just wouldn't negotiate and instead of negotiating he decided to instigate a second civil war so that was the thing uh and that was that was horrible um, as far as cromwell was concerned because too many people were dying you know fathers were fighting against sons brothers were mm-hmm. fighting against brothers you know um so so when they came to ireland anyway this is the kernel of the of the of the issue as far as i'm concerned um they uh, invested uh, sieges in t- in various towns. And the town mm-hmm. that I currently inhabit, it's called Drogheda. Um, uh, he's alleged to have uh, wiped out the entire population or at least um, 3,000 uh, civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that didn't happen. Uh, and this is where uh, the conspiracy comes in, if you like, in this whole complicated story. Okay. Um, so... Uh, and my contention is that he kept civilians out of the military engagement um, but he did uh, absolutely take over the country uh, and i would also just throw in that you know in in those days that's just what they did um, i don't it's too far back for me to judge because it's like a different planet yeah um, the the religious economic political situation completely different to anything that we would recognize today. You know, mm-hmm. people in those days, they wouldn't even put on their shoes because they thought they were inhabited by a- evil spirits. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that, 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 That'll go into the, ne- the next
0: part about this. But uh, yeah. the, the part, part about this is that this is what, uh, maybe if I, if I'm looking at this uh, properly is that, and I, cause I see this in workplaces and stuff like that all the time is that people that come from the, the, the beginning or the lowest point and rise to power, they understand everything. But people that are uh, uh, monarchy or aristocracy and stuff like that that have never, ever known the lowest part there, their, their mindset does not compute, I guess you can use the word, that yeah. uh, they understand anything. And so do you think that's where... Uh, Oliver Cromwell, uh, the Protector. He, that's he was what he was uh, considered. What the
1: the Lord Protector. That's yeah, the... I think that's very insightful what you've just said. Actually, it's it's very key, and it's not something that I would have necessarily um, have. It's only when you pointed out. I think that's absolutely the case because he came from. He was a man's man. He, his his um, you know his man management in 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 the wars was just that it was, I'm with you guys. I know I've come from the same place as you have. I understand your problems. I know your issues. Whereas the king is, you know, coddled in a bubble where he has no idea what the real person on the street feels, thinks, you know, cares about. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a lot of the reason why Cromwell was so successful. Mm -hmm. He was obviously very lucky as well um so just to maybe i know we're, we're going down different directions just to finish yeah, yeah. off on in his life so yeah. what happens is he subjugates ireland he wins the battle here the first commander ever to do so then he goes to scotland he takes the, the scots as well because you see they, they it was a very precarious time they had never gotten rid of the king before so this is the first time in, in the history of england you know when they started having monarchs that the king was suddenly or a queen there was no king or queen there was a parliament in in place and that's effectively a republic so um but Cromwell didn't necessarily you know want and, and nor did he ever show any evidence that he wanted to be the, the top man or, the, or the, the job as head of state but because people who were more qualified actually died in the war um, and he just found himself because he had such a wonderful relationship with the army. The army was where the power was, right? Um, so he he was conflicted, and and he found himself. Um, so so in when he came to Ireland, that was sixteen forty nine. They chopped off the head, king's head in sixteen forty nine. And sixteen fifty three, um, he was invested as as Lord Protector, albeit, mm-hmm. in my opinion, reluctantly um he he overachieved but he he was kind of stepping in uh, as he said you know on a temporary basis until they could find a permanent solution right uh, but he ruled with the parliament mm-hmm. and he uh his parliaments he never actually he never actually agreed with them um but one of the things that 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 happened um and and just before that and because because you've mentioned the rump yeah so before he became lord protector um the parliament that he had been fighting for in all these wars, the civil war, the Irish wars, the Scottish wars, um, they became, um, a law unto themselves. Then they figured, okay, we're impervious here. We can do what we like. And of course, you know, power corrupts. So They got very corrupted and Cromwell sees this. And, you know, he said, why did I fight for these guys? You know, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be doing what they're doing. So, um, one evening when uh, he had left Parliament and there was a bill that was on the table to be passed, and effectively it would mean that Parliament would continue um, you know, ad infinitum. and but Cromwell was very much against this, and they said, no, they won't pass it. They' discussed it again the following day and 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 he hoped that it would happen. He, by the time he got home, he got wind of the fact that they were about to uh, pass this bill. Mm -hmm. So um, he runs out of the house, uh, no shoes. He's in his socks and uh, he tears down to to the Parliament building. Now, before he did that, he called up some soldiers and um, he ran into Parliament and he lost the head. And he called them all whore masters and drunkards and (laughs) you you are no Parliament. You know, so um, he he and, and he dismissed them. Because he called in his soldiers and they couldn't argue, so now we're in a very strange situation. Cromwell, with no power, dismissed Parliament, and this was what's called the Rump, okay. because they they were the bit that was left of the Parliament that he had that had existed all that time, and you know there were so many of them left, so it's the Rump. And uh, he found himself, you know, having to decide on the future of the country because he was, uh, while he wasn't given, you know, official power. Right. Uh, so I've gone on too long, but anyway, he. he oh no, um, no,
0: yeah, th- th- that's this, this is perfect there because this this is sort of explains a lot more stuff that isn't in, in the in the part there. Basically, hmm. like, like I just see out of uh, out of this, it's that you got to think he was the guy that was fighting for the little man, and then he became the big man to go and to slay the more dragons that became, that he was protecting, that became more dragons on top of that, I guess you could say. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and this is, you know, when he's, when he's there, he's also conflicted by the fact that suddenly, you know, when he was made Lord Protector, he had to make sure that the army were okay with this because, you know, the army had gotten rid of a king and now he's, he didn't want to become a king. They wanted to make him king. But he thought, well, why, you know, would we got rid of one king, I, I don't want to take this this position as a king because the army would have been very very disappointed. <laughs> right. To put it, put it, you know, mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in short, uh, this was 1653. Uh, he, you know, decided to rule with with a parliament. the Parliament. That the first Parliament didn't work. The second Parliament didn't work. <laughs> and um eventually uh you know he could never agree with them there was so much bickering they always took sides you know there's factions within factions and yeah um, so but he still managed to um you know run the country uh for uh, five years and in 1658 um he died he died of malaria uh, oh really um, okay yeah and, it's, uh, and, and stones there, there's uh, ambiguous references to stones i, I suspect the kidney stones um is is what happened and um i've got a great story by the way can i keep going is this okay sure. yeah keep on going yes. we
0: we got time there the thing thing is that uh,
1: that like i mentioned at the beginning
0: there is uh, about how at, after he died that he was dug up and uh, beheaded and yeah. uh, because they they just didn't like what he was doing, but like like I said, he was like the 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 uh, the David to the Goliath, I guess, in a way. But then also, then he's characterized that he was also an evil man that he went and
1: slaughtered people too, as well. So and just yeah, things out. Well, that's that that's my point. I suppose the point of the protector, to be honest, is the fact that he didn't do that at all. I realize it's a novel, but um, yeah, my uh, and this is what I hope will 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 percolate into the world and maybe in 50 or 100 years time people will mm. appreciate that he didn't do these things and that oh, you know interpretations uh, of him in the future will take away this this um notion that he killed people uh civilians right. because because he didn't and there's no evidence and I've, I've 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 you know substantiated that but just before we you know yeah. so uh, when when he the, his life was so interesting it's completely rags to riches because he's ended up living in palaces that yeah. the king the king would have lived in uh, he's only he's the only commoner ever to have ruled england uh, as as head of state nobody else has done it had done it before nobody else did it since and mm-hmm. um, and he came from you know a farmer to do this anyway when he died um he he nominated his son as his successor but his son was a disaster his yeah. name is richard cromwell yeah. um he only lasted about six or eight months uh they called him tumble down dick in the end because he t- <laughs> tumbled down <laughs> uh, uh, so um and uh, eventually of course parliament was still there cromwell was dead his son was no use and mm-hmm. um, so they decided to um engage with the king's son so this is the king who they had chopped the head off and they negotiated an arrangement where Charles II would now take the throne, uh, but with, with reduced powers. And those reduced powers, to some degree, are more or less what um, the UK are, is now. The model is the same. So, you know, Parliament run the UK and the Queen is the head of state. So it all comes from that, that time. Right. So when um, the, the king came back, of course, he wanted revenge on the people who had chopped his father's head off and uh they they were they're called regicides all the ones okay. who, who had done that signed the king's death warrant so he yeah they were all chased down all over the world and that, in fact lots of them made it to the new world uh, some of them were, were chased all across america there's a fantastic book that that explains how they came you know they're, the king's men are chasing There should be a movie made about this chasing these regicides around america and uh, they eventually escape um, but anyway, Cromwell was a primary major uh, regicide because he took the, the throne, but he's dead. So what right. did they do? <laughs> For revenge, they, um, they dig up his body. Uh, it was buried in Westminster Abbey uh, in you know all pomp and ceremony, very, very expensive uh, funeral. Yeah. Uh, they hang him posthumously. Uh, they quarter him, well, they hang drawn quarters, so he's drawn on a on a, on a, on a gibbet behind a, a cart, right. um, and they take his head off. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. I love this story. So um, his head uh, is then uh, erected on a railing uh, outside Westminster Hall in London. Okay. And it, it's stuck on a pike, and the pike comes up through the top of the head, and it stays there for 20 years Del. No way. Yeah. very. Yeah. In fact, Charles II has already gone from the throne by the time the head comes down. But the head comes down when a storm hits London. You know, it's a very strong storm and the head comes down and there's a soldier who's um, uh, doing some uh, duty uh, below. He's looking after uh, an office. He sees the head and everybody knows this head. I mean, they've they've all, you know, the whole, London isn't such a big place in those days. So they know that this is Cromwell's head. He puts the head in his cloak. He brings it home and he panics then thinking, oh, God, what did I just do? I've just taken Cromwell's head and people are going to ask questions. So he kind of hides the head and he keeps it for as long as he's alive. And he doesn't tell anybody because he's now because they actually put a big, they send a big reward. Where's Cromwell's head? What are we going to do? And anyway, uh, he bequeaths the the head to his daughter on his deathbed but his daughter has no issues at all she just sells the head (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) to the nearest to to the highest bidder you know so um then this guy is uh, a bit of a charlatan and he takes the head and you know hands it around at at dinner uh for for his guests and you know they pick off a bit of an ear you know a bit of his nose Um, yeah so so and then it goes into a circus and this is cromwell's head and this is years of passing here and then it goes into a museum and uh by eventually and this is after hundreds of years it comes to a family um, by the name of wilkinson and they get a, a test done on it uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that it is his head and and it it's because he had warts and his body shape and in those days right right applied scientific methods to confirm that this was cromwell's head yeah it was and this is the kicker um Cromwell's head was buried in March, 1960, in the college where he went to in in Cambridge, called Sydney Sussex. And Del, yeah. uh, I was born in March, 1960. Oh, geez. So you are you the the, the re re envision uh, <laughs> uh, the
0: the the re part of. Uh oliver cromwell you can take from from that what you will (laughs) no 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 no, it's sort of interesting about that what you just said there is about how they had a his head on a pike because it wasn't the whole thing about a london bridge is that that's what royalty would do to anybody was there they would go and hang their uh the people that were dissidents against the monarchy they would just sort of post their heads on the bridge so that all the the lower commoners would be like hey if you don't go and uh, do what we want to
1: do, this is what's going to happen to you, right up here. Absolutely, yeah. There, there's. It was the thing. It was the dumb thing in those days. People were beheaded. I mean, it's a horrendous, um, you know, concept to think of. And and we've had, you know, in recent modern times, we've had awful things happen as well. Mm-hmm. But in 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 the in you know the country that I live in, and I know this is going to sound really strange, and I'm just digressing slightly, but right now where I live. Um, there is a, a church uh, that actually displays the head of a saint. Well, he's made a saint now, but he was a priest who was beheaded. He was hung, drawn, and quartered. Right. Uh, and he's in, and it's a huge tourist attraction. People mm-hmm. know that that when they come to my town, which is called Draha, uh, they see they go and see the head of um, Saint Oliver Plunkett. So it's a, it's an wow. eerie thing to see. But he's you know, and it's, it's very well preserved.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, it's that, kind of, sorry, I was going to say no. That 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 it's just it's sort of really morbid, but it's sort of really fascinating that uh, people hang on. People hang on to historical artifacts. There's so much there, and a part there too is that the the part I I remember seeing uh uh videos and stuff. Not well, not videos, but uh, reading stories and that of how mm. the English monarchy would go in. Punish, and the military, British military, would punish people. They hook up uh, ropes to the arms and legs and the head of people, and have horses just go in different directions, yeah. and yeah. and just they, they says that it wasn't a bad enough that that you can just stick a knife in the person's heart and just kill them. No, we have to I have know. him alive so that he feels pain, and that, that goes back to that whole Monty, no, was it uh, Mel Brooks, The Inquisition? I think yeah. it's in History of the World Part One, there where. They're all yeah. dancing around, just torturing people. They, they they got off the, it was the Marquis de Sade and stuff. I'm going off topic. We went no, off but topic. It's, I get it. I totally get it. That's exactly, yeah. it was a
1: very bloodthirsty time and they did really yeah. horrendous things, you know, and, and, and while people were still alive, uh, as they were killing them, they, they, you know, they would cut people's genitals off and stick them in their mouths and they yeah. would, you know, slice them open and make them yeah. drink a lot of wine and then just slit the belly open. I mean, there were horrendous things they used to do. Yeah. And yeah. It, it,
0: even it, there was a one that I was just uh, watching there the other day with uh, people that uh, they considered uh, uh, that would talk in the town squares and uh, geez, I can't remember the guy's name there right now, but what they did was they hung him up on the cross and they took his tongue, nailed it to a piece Jeez. so that he couldn't talk, cut off his tongue, then poured uh, the blood in the wine back down his throat and then hung him upside down. And like, Going, what, what are you guys doing? Like, they, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like, uh, you, you yeah. then, you, then you look at today with people with uh, with uh, bombings and shootings and stuff like that. It says that's actually a little bit uh, not saying that's just better, no, that's an saying- easier way to go, absolutely <laughs> right. instead yeah. yeah. sort of uh. Uh, yeah. torturing a person for hours and hours and hours and hours and days and days. So like, yeah,
1: they, they were barbaric times. I mean, even when, when, when Cromwell was here and they, they, the, the officers that they killed, uh, they they took the heads and they brought the heads to the, the capital, Dublin, and they put their heads on railings there and said, this is what happens to dissenters, you know, people right, who, right. who take the side of the king, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a very capricious time it was very um you know there's so many things it depended on what side you took and if god help you if you took the wrong side you know yeah. I mean, after grandma left we have an expression here there's a part of ireland called connacht uh, we're broken yeah. into four areas essentially and um it, you know the, the expression that that emanated from the time was you went to hell or to connacht because it was where the land was bad, and that's where Cromwell sent you, or you okay. died. You know, so
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> That and, were your choices.
1: And you got to figure that in in cahoots, or uh, I
0: guess you could say in cahoots with uh, the the monarchy, the British monarchy, is the Roman Catholic Church. And they they were just as big as thieves as the monarchy was with taxation. Like they were, they were asking for stuff there too as well, and they were sending out their priests doing god knows what uh, mm-hmm. around the world and following along the, the british uh the was that the the sil- silk road the the tea road the spice road because the monarchy was stretching out all over the place to go and gain yeah. land right and the the roman catholic church was doing the exact same thing and they had the protection of the
1: monarchy Well, for for a while they did. Absolutely they did. And that's, that's, you know, up until when Henry VIII came onto the throne and and he decided to break all ties with Catholicism um, in in those days. And and, um, that's when, you know, things get complicated because now suddenly, and of course, you know, Protestantism, which is the other main religion in this part of the world, you know, sort of only emanated from the 16th century. So Mm -hmm and then you've got christianity which kind of has, has covers both um, right. but look it's it's all the same god you know oh, and, yeah yeah and in those days um it was such a huge aspect of life like i said before i mean you know they 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 simply and absolutely completely believed and um, that god was driving all their actions you know and then that's that was what, what how cromwell you know firmly believed he was on the right path because, mm-hmm. you know, God was, was, you know, sending him, he wasn't, it didn't seem to be ambitious to me. Um, but with every move he made, it seemed to have the blessing of, of the, the, you know, a higher power. Right. Um, he wanted basic, basically he wanted justice for the little man. Right. You would say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely would. Yeah. I would say, in fact, that's what he, he espoused on, on a regular basis. Uh, he would also say, which was, I think, quite laudable, really. He would say that he wouldn't meddle with any man's conscience. In other words, you know, he didn't really want to pay much, uh, too much attention to what people believed. If they want to believe something, that's fine. Um, but, you know, where we had what's, <laughs> this is a strange name, but we had what's called the penal laws yep. back in the day. And mm-hmm. that was basically, uh, you know, mass could not be said in Ireland because of, of, Catholicism and what it represented and again it represented right. a, 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 what Cromwell believed was a political entity but he didn't really mind what um the ordinary person thought if the, the ordinary person wanted to you know um you know think about uh God and have his own mass in his head or whatever way it would work right you know, right once it wasn't public you know he, he didn't really any he, and he was he was uh he had a significant policy of toleration towards um, religious um, sects in, in, in general. You know, he, mm-hmm. he readmitted the Jews uh, back into England and they had been banned from, I think, something like 1293 or something. And that, that was also for commercial reasons because they were um, very clever businessmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he also believed that the second coming would would happen if he readmitted the Jews. Um, mm-hmm. So... He, he his policy of religious toleration he's it's hard to argue with him but i have to tell you there there are there are you know the irish diaspora uh, around right. the world um there's about 80 million people that's 80 80 million people who right. cl- claim uh, irish heritage or irish antri- irish ancestry and if you mention if they're familiar with the name cromwell Trust me, they don't say the things I say. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: okay, this this goes into a part there because this is the delicious recipe. We throw a lot of things in the pot and we see how it goes at the end and see how it tastes. The thing is, so is that from Ireland, though, too, uh, that whole area, leprechauns, fairies, and stuff like that. What was the whole thought about that? Because that is a very big part of... Uh, where the lore comes from, and then you have the church coming in and says, no, it's Jesus and God, and they're going about, no, this is old world stuff, old magic and that. How, how does that sort of fit into his sort of narrative? Did he dismiss all that stuff?
1: um well to a, to a degree, um, there, there's a fantastic story that um, comes from that time and I'm always a great believer in the, the, the you know the, the older the reference, the more likely it is to have some semblance of of, of truth or fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the the last battles of the Civil War um where the Battle of Worcester, which was in 1651. Um, Cromwell is documented uh, as going into they were on the battlefield and he, he met an old man um, in the adjacent woods and he went in with his Colonel Colonel Lindsay was the guy's name and he wrote down what happened and the old man um, said to Cromwell, um, look I've got powers here, uh, I see things and um, if you want to win this battle um, you've got a give me, I'm only going to give you seven more years of life. Uh, So Cromwell, yeah, so he's, you know, he's young enough at that stage. He's 52. Right. uh, And Cromwell says, no, I, you know, I want 21 because that was a fair age to live to in those days. Um, And uh, your man said, no, you're going to get seven. And Cromwell pleaded for 14. And the guy was absolutely adamant. He said, you're going to get seven years uh, and that's it. So, Cromwell, because he wanted the battle, he wanted to win, he said, yeah. turned around He said, okay, Lindsay, the battle is now ours. I'll agree to seven. So seven years later, oh. uh, when they won the battle and, and he, he became, so he died in 1658. There's this big, huge storm uh, the a couple of nights before he dies. Um, massive. It's the biggest storm that has ever hit England. You know, roofs were lifted off houses. Trees were blown down like saplings. You know, the, the rivers were, were flooded and it was horrendous so people suggested that 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 was the devil coming for cromwell's soul so you know when he died a couple of days later um, there was never the same kind of s- storm um so there there are lots of you know um stories associated with 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 him and that's a significant one i think yeah um uh, i'm not like there's nothing really documented his his main thing he did have visions when he was younger um he had visions um, that uh, looked into the future one mm-hmm. of them a- alleges uh, that he saw himself as uh, the most powerful man in the country mm-hmm. um, but you know there's his his ghost is certainly around if you want to go down that road yeah well we got some time
0: here this is this is, this is the part it says you know what and I I'm going to say that we only got like about uh, 10 12 minutes left there and sure. we're going to do a, we're going to do a part 2 on this because this goes into the more paranormal stuff that goes into the the very interesting stuff because ireland is filled with paranormal yeah. activity uh or stories and lore and the part is is that uh see it originally it says i thought that you were living in the castle of cromwell and uh you had the ghost there and which which is fine to be but but this is i let, let's uh with the time we have left here because we'll see if that other parts for next time but hmm. let's go into the part about your book, because I really want people to buy your book and read the stories there, because I just started reading it there. It was sent to me by Gavin there. So uh, hmm. and let's go into the book and tell, tell people out there what your book is about. Sure. Del,
1: uh, firstly, I want to say thank you for the opportunity. The second thing I want to say is um, I, I do inhabit a castle for most of the week, and it is haunted. <laughs> uh, and we've got uh, had uh, paranormal investigations uh, done and things have been recorded and we have um significant uh individuals who lived through the centuries uh, who um you know have been seen and uh, witnessed by many um yeah thank you but the book is um you know what it is is essentially it's a message from me it's a novel it's cromwell's life in tabloid form in other words it's it's it's, it's, it's i call it all killer no filler it's when right. he was born to when he dies and every event that happens and it's incredible really he's, he's mm-hmm. led the most uh, unbelievably interesting life um you know and he's not really that well known in in, in your part of the world i don't suspect right yeah um but it's it's crying out to be made as a, as a movie mm-hmm. um, you know because he's, he's called the protector in, in the end um as, as he protects uh, his countries um, but, yeah, it's it's um, like I, I, I'm trying to get a message across that he was an honorable guy, basically, that mm. he's, he's, he's much maligned over here, if you fully understood, um, you know, what I'm trying to say, because, you know, as I said, my, my message is not really uh, popular, um, but it's based on... Absolute... Why, why, would
0: you, why, why would you say it's not
1: popular? Because
0: other people in Ireland think that he was a villain?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, why? Why, why, yeah. why
0: would they say that? Because they've been conditioned. Right. And then that, that, this goes into a part that I've been talking about in my whole show about uh, uh, teaching in schools, propaganda to kids and then they end up uh, grow up and then they oh, end up, uh, th-
1: that's the only way that they think. Oh, right? man, that, that's exactly what you've ju- You just put your finger on That's exactly. I picked up a book uh, you know, about two weeks ago and it's a school book that's on the school curriculum currently and it's been taught to 12 to 15 year olds and it says that Cromwell came to my town Drogheda, and killed three and a half thousand civilians. And he went to another town called Wexford and he killed 4,000 civilians. Now there's not a shred of uh, evidence that would substantiate right. any of that. And no historian worth their salt would, would um, justify it or stand over it. Yeah. But that's what children today are being taught. So, and I just want to make a, a very significant point. You mentioned earlier on about the North of Ireland, and the South of Ireland. Yeah, Like we, we have had atrocities in the North and the IRA, Have been responsible for lots of those atrocities in in the same way that loyalists have been, Mm. but um, but the um, the, you know Cromwell has been used as justification for atrocities because it's believed that he kills civilians here, and what that does is it fosters anti-English sentiment. And you know Mm. it's 2022. You know We, we we shouldn't be teaching children propaganda that originates from the 17th century and you're absolutely right Dan. that's what what fires me up you know
0: yeah well that that, that comes in the whole part there that's why uh uh when when you look at uh how the the kids of today are sort of growing up there the, and they're being told and this is what I guess the fight that's going on in north america there too about uh about education and uh everybody's a winner there everybody gets a trophy nobody uh nobody gets uh, first place and this is a really a, a really, really strange time because then that just teaches people that I just have to show up to get something. Yeah, I don't have to excel. That's very right? good. And yeah. then, you, then you look at the other part about history. It says, well, then these kids uh, read the history books that are there that are not actually accurate and they believe what the history is. That's why I think it's so important to have people on that uh, go and research this stuff and go and tell what the real story is because... Today, history is being manipulated and lost or being subverted and and blocked out. And it's I think it's that's a, a detriment to uh, the progression of, uh, of, of humanity. And, and, and,
1: uh, yeah, and, and one of the main aspects of that is, you know, I mean, we're all patriotic, we're all nationalistic, at least I certainly am about my country and mm-hmm. I presume you are about yours. And what we do over here is we we don't just record our history. Excuse me. <coughs> we are inspired by our history. Right. So it's these kind of things, and you, you need to be inspired by the right kind of stuff, mm-hmm. not by by stories that are made up. Um, you know, just to inflame Irish hearts or hearts anywhere. Mm. So you know, beg your pardon. <coughs> so that's my um that's my take on this, and I, and I've got the evidence to back it mm-hmm. all up. Here.
0: I, I, I always find this sort of interesting. I,
1: I always thought about with the with the
0: the separation between the two parts of Ireland. It reminds me of the story here or the the tale in uh, uh, the USA of the Hatfields and the McCoys. And because there was a sort of a disagreement, and they they all the kids and all the all the things on the Hatfields and that they hate the other people there unconditionally, but they don't know why until the two. Uh, a boy and a girl from each side there, they find and they fall in love and now they're causing the togetherness to come together and to bring the yeah. families together. And I guess we would just waiting for that in Ireland, I guess. eh?
1: Absolutely. And that's, you know, this, it, again, it's, we're, we're living in 2022 and there are some traditions that die very hard, you know, and, and mm. we do have, um, the, the divide is still very, very clear. It's very right. obvious, you know, there's, there's no war anymore. Mm-hmm. There are agreements. There's what's known as the Good Friday agreement, and um, but you know when when you look at uh, and maybe this is a conversation for another day as well. When you look at you know the 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 governments that are sort of um, you know the custodians of this particular agreement. I don't know if what you know about English politics at the moment, but you know there there are aspects of the Good Friday Agreement that are in jeopardy currently because you know um, Britain are are kind of isolating themselves in Europe and they've they've had this Brexit thing where they're out of uh, out yep. of Europe. Yeah. So, um, and and you know there there's the Northern Ireland Protocol that protects business businesses in the north, and that's under threat now. So you know all these things are very real, and and, and divides. You know this is a time for you know reconciliation and peace and building bridges. You know, mm. in my opinion, it's not it's not a time for for you know acrimony and and, and difficulty. But I'm only a small pawn in a very big wheel.
0: Yes, well, we got a few minutes left there. Uh, mm. I want to thank you, Tom, for being on, and I will have you back on again because there's the we have to go into the paranormal stuff there a little bit. Absolutely, more. Um, and yeah, and my then, fault. Oh, my fault that we didn't do that. I'm sorry. Oh, that's not not your fault. No, I I, I go off on different tangents. That's what's fun about this. We just like just have a good time, free flow. So uh, tell tell people where they can find your book at, or sure. your books. All your all, because you have several. This is your fourth book. Yeah, and, uh, where, where they can uh, check you out and uh, follow any of uh, your any stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. OK, well, the, the the book that's currently out is called The Protector, The Fall and Rise of Oliver Cromwell. So it's not the rise and fall, it's the fall and rise. And that's interesting alone. You need to buy the book to understand what I'm talking about there. Right, right. You, you get that book on johnhuntpublishing.com. Uh, it's printed, it's published under an imprint of, of Top Hat um, Publications. Um, other books are called Cromwell was framed mm-hmm. uh, and another one was called Cromwell an honorable enemy so um yeah so you know all, all of those I'm on Facebook um I don't have a website yet because I haven't really just I'm I'm, I'm too busy um, dealing with all the ghosts in the castle currently to to, (laughs) see that. that,
0: That'll be that'll be our next show. We'll talk about (laughs) the ghosts in the castle. That's that's where we this this is where how I originally was going to go. But this Oliver Cromwell stuff was so interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. And, and, and And it's a part of history. And I think a lot of people
1: don't understand and or don't care or don't or didn't know right well interestingly i I know we're we're just i just keep an eye on me and stop me if i'm talking talking too much but he was actually going to leave the thing got, got things got so bad in in england he was going to leave and go to america that's one of the things that he was going to do and he was practically packed up there's a there's a movie that's made and it's called cromwell and at the beginning he's just he's explaining why he wants to leave and go to america
0: right Okay. Well,
1: this is, uh,
0: our time is up for today. I want to thank you very much there, uh, Tom, for, uh, being on here. Check out his book. Like I said, the newest book there, the protector, the The fall and rise of Oliver Cromwell. And, uh, this is the delicious recipe Thursday night at, uh, seven to 8 PM. And, uh, you can check us out wherever. And, uh, thank you all the people there, Jenny Spencer. I give you a shout out there and uh, Michelle Millens for, uh, watching on and uh, everybody else that was uh tuning in and uh you know what good night and we'll see you all next thursday